Hi, friend. Hi, how's it going? I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how does it feel to have your first Black Friday in a while not working retail? Oh my god, it's my first Black Friday in seven years not working retail? That's crazy. I didn't even think about that. You're welcome. Oh my god, I need a moment. <laughs> I'm actually gonna cry. Um, it was great. I spent the day making your Christmas presents. She's really hyping it up, guys. I I can't lie. So it's gonna be great. One of them, actually, two of them. You were not going to expect. Oh boy. And I'm so excited to get your reaction. I think what we're going to have to do, because we're talking about it here, is I think we're going to have to have a live opening on the podcast of you opening. I think so. I think so. Presents because Alicia gets really uncomfortable receiving gifts and doesn't know how to react. <laughs> and my love language is giving gifts. I love making very personal and appropriate presents, like fine, like Finding the perfect present for someone gives me a high better than crack. Now, granted, I've never done crack, so I don't know if it actually gives me a high better than crack. But, oh, my God, the rush. So we are two completely opposite people of someone who hates getting presents and someone who loves giving them. So this is going to be really fun. I can't wait. I, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm really get bad at getting gifts. Like, it's not, like, I appreciate them, but I'm, like, people watching me open them, I feel like, I don't know, it just puts me in a spotlight. I'm, like, <laughs> I don't know how to react. <laughs> yeah, so I can't wait, because that's just, like, my favorite, is watching, it's gonna be watching you have, like, the, oh, wow, thanks. It's, like, when you, <laughs> you know, the, the, the it's an avocado, thanks. Video, yeah. that's literally Alicia getting... <laughs> That's me. It, that recently just happened yesterday. Someone was like, "Come out to the car. I like bought you something. All right, I have something to give you." And I'm like thinking, "Oh, did I leave something at their house? Like, did I, did I leave something in their car? Like, instantly, like that's what I'm thinking of." And then they pull out like a purse. They're like, "Oh, I bought you this purse." And I was like, "Oh, thanks." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to respond because I'm so bad at getting gifts. Like, I love them. I truly appreciate them because people, you know, they spend a lot of time and thought into it. But I am the worst because I'm just so awkward. I know. And I love it. And that's my favorite part. It's funny because I also love giving gifts. Making them, I'm not very artistic. But the high of finding the perfect gift fuels me for weeks, for months. Right? Like, I am struggling with my secret Santa right now for my family because, I mean, it's not really a spoiler because nobody in my family listens to this shit, so I can say it. I got my brother-in-law for the second year in a row. Oh, my gosh. Again? Yeah. Dude. (laughs) my dad has a kegerator in our living room, which is basically like a tap, but it holds like a keg. Yeah. And my brother-in-law was saying he wants one, and that shit is so expensive. Like, we have a $100 limit for secret Santa. Yeah. Finding him, like, the perfect gift. Because I don't want to just do Star Wars again. Because that's easy. We don't want to be lazy. 
No. Anyway, this is Bookaholics Anonymous. I'm Francesca. I'm Alicia. And we did a 10-minute intro this week, people. Yep. Yeah. Probably not going to be 10 minutes by the time Alicia's done editing it, but... So true. Yeah, it'll definitely be more like five minutes, but a long intro for today. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... Any Anyways. book news we got going on? Um, I don't think so. I'm trying to think. Oh, um, I have one. My cousin, okay. Chris, was asking me about my job, so I told him what company I work for, and he um, was, like, Googling and shit, and he's like, is it private or is it public? I was like, I don't really fucking know. I think it's public. <laughs> and he looks it up and goes, oh, yeah, no, it's public. It's publicly traded. It's a public company. I was like, okay. So I found out that the company I work for is publicly traded, which, Alicia, <laughs> knowing my company... You would know that it is publicly traded. And yeah. I'm just a fucking <laughs> like, idiot. Francesca, <laughs> come on. <laughs> if this company was not publicly traded, I would be calling the IRS myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's owned by blank in Europe. And he goes, oh, so it's not an American company? I was like, no, it's an American company. It's just parent company is in... Beep. Um, and... He's like, oh, that's weird. Is it private or public? And I was like, I don't fucking know. I just work there. (laughs) I'm so stupid. I can't. I really can't with you. Yeah. Um, I've really not done any reading this past week, which is... Shocking. A a crime. I'm reading a a thriller, a mystery thriller right now that I think you would like. I'm not finished with it yet, though, so it's only... Mm -hmm. I'm only 82 pages in, but it's um, Not a Happy Family. I don't remember who... Oh, is it... um, um, It was a book um, of the month. I have that one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, I don't. That's a lie. I have The Family. It's by Sherry Lapina. Mm. I almost picked that one up. I have The Family. Not, Uh, Not a happy family. Yeah. So I'm reading that one. I'm like 80 pages in and I was like doing good. Like I read like 60 pages in one day because mm-hmm. it's it's like a thriller mystery around this wealthy family and their like the parents die. So now obviously like the mm-hmm. kids are being investigated. And so very nice out. Yeah, I know. I So I was like, oh, I feel like Francesca would really like this one. But mm. other than that, I really haven't been reading a ton because of the holidays. Yeah. And it so makes me so mad. So should I should I just jump right into it? Yes, let's do it. So the much anticipated, I'm finally doing A Torch Against the Night, which is a sequel to The Ember in the Ashes by Saba Tahir. Ooh. Some someone requested it on Instagram. They were like, when are you gonna do the sequel? And I was like, I'm doing it soon. I literally said that two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> But in our defense, we took a lot of day, a lot of episodes off in October. Yeah. So like, it's not, it's not that bad. I hope. <laughs> in retrospect, from the time you said it to the episodes coming out, it was pretty quick. Exactly. So I'm like, finally, I'm doing this one, and then I, I even have my one for next time picked out. Oh, so I hate you. Well, you already know what it is. Yeah, I do. But I still hate you for being on top of it because I still haven't (laughs) even started my book for two weeks from now. So I'm going to give a little quick, quick recap of the end of The Ember in the Ashes. So when we left off in Ember in the Ashes, Laya escaped from her public execution with uh, Elias's help. And they're like running through like the, the like underground of the city they're in. I'm sorry. I can't remember the city exactly. Where the where the masks are trained and they're trying to get the fuck out of there and they're getting chased 
by or Elias's mom, the commandant, and they're trying to make it out. They're trying to go rescue Laya's brother, Darren, who is stuck in prison for being a rebel. Like he's part of the rebellion mm-hmm. against the masks. He's a scholar. There's masks and scholars. That's like the two groups that we're working with right now. If you haven't and, listened to that episode yet, definitely yes. go back and go, listen to it. Go, yeah, go back, re-listen. And I, I think it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty short one too, so you could listen to it pretty quick. And so that's where we're at right now. So when we pick up this book, it picks up right where we left off in the first book. And Elias and Laya are running for their goddamn lives <laughs> through the catacombs trying to escape the commandant and her, like, posse, her, like, followers. Her homies. <clears throat> her homies. And while there, they run into this creepy as fuck girl who wants, like silver and then she starts like spouting off nonsense and accuses Elias of being the reaper of death and starts like asking Laya who she is and that is none of your business ma'am yeah and she says that he we don't know who he is wants the silver and he will get it who is he I have no idea at this point yeah yeah we're starting this off with some confusion because we already got this creepy ass girl talking about an ominous he. Not a fan. That's foreboding. It's very foreboding. It's very creepy. I wanted to kept cover this in October for a reason. So <laughs> they make their way out eventually, but not so fast because Elias's mom has found them. Of course she has. So Elias's Elias fights with her and gets stabbed, but they end up knocking her out before things get, like, too dicey. Mm -hmm. And Laya feels like it was a mistake to leave her there because they, like, knock her out and dip. To which I say, Laya, girl, you are right. That was a mistake. Mm -hmm. I would not have... I would have... Hidden her. Yeah. I said, Laya, you are right. This bitch should have been murked. But (laughs) Elias is a kind soul. So we'll forgive him. Cold-blooded. No, I'd be murking the Commandant. She is a cold-hearted bitch. She's, like, low-key a racist. Oh, you're so... talking about the Commandant? Yes. Okay, I thought we were talking about the random girl that was looking for the silver. No, no, no. The uh, The Commandant has found them. Elias, his mom. Mm-hmm. And he fights with her. He gets stabbed, but they end up, like, knocking her out and, like, dipping. Mm. But I would have murked her because... Yeah, no, that's fair. I That's a valid... Yeah. She's trying to murder you, my guy. Exactly. Granted, that is his mom, though, so there's got to be some mixed feelings there. Okay, well, uh, have have Laya murk him, murk her, yeah. then. Like, come on. Teamwork makes the dream work, people. Exactly. Homies don't let other homies have to kill their moms. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. But my mother's an angel, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean, me either, but I'm just saying. <laughs> so, later they realize that Kamina essentially let them go. Why? I'm sure we'll learn we'll learn soon enough. She and wants to follow them and find out where the rebellion is and just snuff it out. <laughs> but as Laya and Elias make their way through the desert, they get attacked by wraiths, which I'm picturing as like basically dementors. Okay. I feel like I'm picture I picture like everybody as a dementor, but <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Dementors are pretty pretty uh, ghoulish. Right. They're just like the perfect entity to like picture just yeah. like creepy crawlies they're you know? like they're like when you think about it they're really just like the ghost people like assume what ghosts look like with the the sheet over their eyes but just yes. like they rolled around in some mud and never cleaned exactly. themselves up exactly 
So now we go to Helene's point of view, which if you don't remember, Helene's is Elias's best friend. And when they were like escaping, Helene basically let Elias and Lia go. And now she is like Marcus's, Emperor Marcus's like right hand woman. Mm-hmm. And in this point of view, she is tortured for information about Lia and Elias's escape because they Emperor Marcus and the Commandant think she knows more than she's letting on, which she does, obviously. But mm-hmm. Homegirl doesn't break. We we love a loyal queen. <laughs> and we also find out in this point of view that Emperor Marcus had made a deal with her father and let her Helene go. We'll find about the deal later. It's quite scandalous. Mm-hmm. So back to back to Elias and Laya, who are attacked by wraiths in the desert outside the city they're like trying to escape from. And they narrowly escape, but realize that Elias was poisoned by his mother's like when his mom stabbed him. Mm-hmm. And fam, this poison is not looking good. I'm gonna be honest with you. My man's Elias is hallucinating and passing out and shit. It's not good. Oh, it sounds like a fun drug though. Yes, it sounds no. It kind of sounds like a bad like LSD trip. Yeah, because like his hallucinations do not sound pleasant. (laughs) (laughs) They're not anything I would personally want to go through. So Lia has to lead them to safety on horseback, and like I said, Elias is not looking good at this point. Elias is in and out of consciousness and dreams of a kind of like in between where death is waiting for him. Like, purgatory, perhaps. I don't know. It kind of seems, like, worse than purgatory, though, honestly. Because some of these people, like, they'd be mad. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be real mad. So, Helene is now charged with finding and torturing and killing Elias by Marcus. She overhears the commandant talking with a man named Karis. Which, Karis sounds like a familiar name. Do we know, like, another character who's named Karis? No, but I feel like it's a very common fantasy name. Maybe. Right? Okay. Because I'm like, Karis sounds like that sounds like such a familiar name. I even feel like I know another like woman character named Karis. So anyone, if you know who I might be thinking of, let us know. Because while like reading this, I'm like, that name sounds so fucking familiar. So Karis says that he is the Reaper. And he tells Helene that her healing power will destroy her if she's not careful. Because remember, Helene has these healing powers. Mm-hmm. Helene hears the commandant accuse Karis of having an interest in Laia, which, mm, don't like that. I don't like anyone who is working with the commandant to have interest with Laia. Leave her alone. <laughs> leave my bestie alone. That Exactly. Just just leave Elias and Laia alone. Leave, leave her alone. alone. Exactly. So Elias and Laya are now traveling to a place called the Roost to try to get the antidote that to the poison that's killing Elias. Elias continues to have seizures, so Laya has to go in alone to this city, and she gets the cure, but not before having a little tussle with a tribesman whom, <laughs> whom she has to kill. Yikes. This is her first kill. She know how to feel about it. See, like, her I'm, first kill could have been a baddie. She could have killed the commandant, and then, like, she would have had that under her belt. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But nobody Elias. listens to us. No, no one listens to us. We have great ideas, but <laughs> clearly no one is heeding them, so. <laughs> we have great ideas, but just nobody listens to us. No one executes them. 
I think that needs to be our new catchphrase, but nobody listens to us. <laughs> exactly. So Elias, Elias learns that he only has a few months to live, and then the soul catcher will take him. The soul catcher is like, kind of like death. Sounds like a dementor. Exactly. He's like the death that he met earlier on when he was having those hallucinations, the the purgatory place. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. So, meanwhile, Helene is given only three men to help her in her search for Elias and Laia. Two are friends from school, but one, Harper, is a spy for the Commandant. Of course. Of course. She searches to no avail, but finally gets a tip from Cook who Cook helped Laya out in the first book. So when this part happened in the book, I was like, Cook, girlfriend, what are you doing? (laughs) We are not helping Helene. We are, no. So now Keenan and Izzy managed to track Elias and Laya. And if you remember from the first book, Keenan was part of the like rebellion group who was helping Laya and Izzy was like a servant girl who was friends with Laya. And Keenan is like into Laya. Like they kind of have like a thing going on. Oh. So spicy. When, yeah, a little spicy. Except for this is a white, like a very like low, it's like a YA with not a lot of spice, even mm. though the violence is very strong. <laughs> so she chose violence over spice, which I you can know appreciate. What? No, exactly. I'm, I'm here exactly. for it. And I respect that decision. <laughs> <laughs> so when Keenan and Izzy managed to find Elias and Laya, they there's obviously tension because obviously Keenan and Elias are both into Laya and have to have a dick measuring contest about it. Ugh. I know. But Laya convinces them all to travel together to cough to get Darren out of jail. So they're all traveling as like a little group, little little crew. Little, little posse. Yeah, exactly. So Hel- Helene now is figures out that they, the Elias and Laya, are going to travel to Nur, where Elias's relatives live. So she gathers a legion to follow them. Nur. Yeah, boo. Not a fan. <laughs> so now Helene is literally right fucking on top of them. And Elias continues to struggle with this poison, which he only has, like, what did I say before, six months to live. Mm-hmm. But despite the, a state, and they got a, a sandstorm to deal with. They but they finally Jesus reach Jesus Christ! I know the, Miss Sa- Miss Saba Tahir really knows how to start a book. Let me tell you, <laughs> she so, does not disappoint. She does not fuck around. <laughs> so so they finally reach Nur, where <laughs> Nur. That's what I was trying to do before. I finally got that. <laughs> When you finally get the joke. It's okay. (laughs) So when they finally reach Nur, there's wanted posters all over the place for Elias and Laya. They're everywhere. So they clearly have to stay, like, keep low, keep a low profile because they're going to get recognized. There's no way. They find a woman named Afia, a tribe leader, who Elias calls in a favor from. He asks her to take them to the prison where Darren is being held and help them rescue Darren. Afia really does not want to do this because fuck these people. Fuck the scholars and fuck the masks. They they do not, like, they treat the tribesmen people 
like shit. So mm, a little she's allegorical really, there. A little, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So she's really not trying to help these people, but like Elias a nice dude, so she she agrees. Helene and her crew have now arrived and shut down the city. The city is unusually packed because if I remember correctly, it's been almost a year since I've read this book for everyone listening out there. If I remember correctly, there's like some sort of like thing going on, like a festival, maybe not a festival. I don't know. It's like some sort of like important date that people have gathered in this area for. But maybe I'm mixing that up with the first book. Um, Elias's adopted family creates a diversion to get Elias, Laya, Izzy, and Keenan out of the city. And while this is going on, Helene is almost killed, but Elias saves her because obviously that's his bestie. And even though she's like hiding them or she's like hunting them, Elias still doesn't want her to like die. Yeah. And he, he gets like Helene kind of is getting put into a position that she has to do this because otherwise she's going to get murked. We stand so, a we stand a loving friend. Exactly. So Helene lets Elias go, but later starts questioning herself since her family is in danger if she doesn't do her job. This is when we find out the deal that Helene's father made. Her sister, her younger sister, is supposed to marry Marcus. Isn't Marcus like a middle aged man? No, Marcus is Helene and Elias's age, so he's probably like twenty. Okay. And her sister is definitely underage. Like, she's probably 15, 16. And it's Emperor Marcus, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this like a when she comes of age situation? No. Mm-mm. Oh, mm-mm. Okay. Nope, nope, that's just gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after making their escape, the group heads to cough. Elias knows he doesn't have long to live, and like a typical man, thinks that he will be faster on him, on his own by himself. Ugh. So he, he sets off to rescue Darren alone. Shut up. You, Boys are at this, stupid. At this point in the book, I'm like, could you just stay with Laya? Like, you, we have had about negative six, like negative 60 pages of Elias and Laya, like page time. Can we, can you just so, stop being dumb? <laughs> As he travels, he finds himself in Sheva's re- uh, realm, and she is the soul bringer and is serving a punishment for trapping the jinn. The jinn were powerful beings who once ruled the entire country. Masks, tribes, scholars, etc., like everyone. It sounds a little oppressive. It was very oppressive, in my opinion, but <sighs> no one listens to us. <laughs> She once was a jinn herself, and he, and um, he is there. Sorry, she once was a jinn herself, and because of this, has now been exiled to be the soul bringer, who's like job is to bring the souls. Yeah, she's she's like yeah, she has to basically like reap the souls, and she is she's the in grim charge reaper. of this purgatory. She is, yeah, she's basically, like, the Grim Reaper, and she's in charge of this, like, purgatory that Elias has been going in and out of, and this purgatory is, like, where souls, like, have to, like, pass on, kind of, so, like, they if they stay there a long time, it's because they have, like, unfinished business kind of thing, mm. you know? 
So. I'm going to stay in purgatory forever because I'm fully going to ha- always have unfinished business. I'm gonna be like, I, w- I never finished that prank on Alicia. <laughs> and I'm just going to go and like rattle your kitchen cabinets. Yeah. You're going to be like, can you stop can that. for five minutes? I'd be like, hey, Jessica, I'm gonna re- I'm going to rearrange your books into different. Oh, oh you're going to come home and your books are going to spell out high on the floor. Oh my, that's going to be so much work to put back. <laughs> I know. And I'm going to be sitting in the corner laughing, watching you put them back, because I know you're, I'm just going to do it again the next day. My life is going to be a living hell. <laughs> or I'm going to rearrange them. Like, you're going to, you, I know you keep your books in, like, a very specific order, and I'm just going to move one, and I'm going to see if you can figure out which one was moved. Like, it's going to be so much <laughs> Alicia looks so mad <laughs> I'm gonna live. I'm just, my life is gonna be a living hell. <laughs> but don't I will worry. Never no peace. It's not just gonna be you. I fully plan on like haunting my sister's kids. Like she's gonna have. I I'm fully expecting to die young because of something stupid. Uh-huh. Like I'm gonna fall and like hit my head while I'm home alone and like I said the shower. Which like side note, my family thinks it's weird. I don't lock the door when I shower. It is a little weird. But it's because I'm I have like a death. Deathly f- fear of tripping, falling, and hitting my head in the shower and dying, and no one being mm-hmm. able to get to me, which is that's exactly how I feel like I'm gonna die. But anyway, I'm fully <laughs> gonna believe, make like my kids, my my nieces and nephews think I'm Annabelle. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna you like talk so to them mean. through a doll. And my brother in law is gonna be like, What the fuck? and then I'm gonna like com- like appear to him and be like, JK, it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be so pissed. <laughs> He's like, damn it, it couldn't be the real Annabelle. He's like, damn it, I wish it was the real oh, Annabelle. I wanted my kids to be possessed. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's evil. That's diabolical, I would even say. Thank you. I've been planning it for a long time. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's too detailed for you to not have planned it for a while. Off the dome, you know. Oh boy. Well, Elias. <laughs> Elias is in this purgatory for a few days and she's very vague about why she brought him there. And, but eventually she agrees to take him to cough because he's been like asking. Yeah. Because it, um, she has like, she, she can like, I don't know what it's called. I want to say shadow travel, but I do not think that's what it is. <laughs> she can like um, teleport. Yeah, basically. So Helene is brought back before Marcus with a new task. She is to publicly execute a few high-ranking families that are opposing Marcus's rule. She does what is she does this, and mm. Marcus succeeds in gaining loyalty after this display of brutality because now everyone's scared of him. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, a group of refugee scholars come by, um, come across Laya's camp that she's staying in, and they say that the commandant is ridding the land of scholars. They and they're even like emptying out the prisons and killing the prisoners in the cells. Oh, so after they get this information, of course, almost like right away as they're trying to like pack up and get out of there, a group of masks comes up to them and they try to like hide in the wagons of the tribesmen, the tribespeople who are helping them, mm-hmm. but they are found out. And this part killed me, Izzy. They kill Izzy. And Laya confirms that she can become invisible, which she's had some inkling to this, like, entire book because they, like, look right past her and don't even see her. 
Oh. Yeah. So now Izzy's dead and, like, can become invisible. <laughs> Honestly, that's, like, kind of a power move. Like, I would love to do that. You can get do anything for free if you're invisible. Exactly. You don't have to tell... Like, with teleportation, yeah, it's easy. And you can go anywhere you want. But if I'm invisible, I can sit first class and no one's going to see me. I never have to pay for a plane ticket again. Right. I could take a knife into the airport and no one would know. <laughs> that, I like that that's what you think of. Like, I can take a... <laughs> Like, I would be like, oh, I can fuck with my brother. You're like, I can bring a knife into an airport. <laughs> like, okay, shit. I was thinking about a TikTok I saw of a guy on a plane, and they gave him a meal, and in, like, the utensils was, like, a, a knife. It was, like, a butter knife, but it was a knife. A and he's like, knife. I'm yes. not, I'm not, I'm not supposed to have this. I'm not, I'm not, like, he's, like, freaking out. So all I could think about was bringing a knife into the airport. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Francesca's brain. <laughs> yeah, it's a scary place. You don't want to be in there. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> a knife. No. <laughs> so after this whole thing goes down, Afia is angry after after like arguing with Laya and Laya tell and tells Laya to leave. Or I'm pretty sure she tells Laya to leave. So Keenan and Laya continue on their trip on their own. Elias manages to break into cough, but unfortunately learns that Darren is dead. And then find then is found out by a warden in the prison and is interrogated for information about Laya. He gets thrown into jail and befriends a, a scholar child whom he helps name Taz. Because this kid does not have a name. And he's like, everyone has to have a name. And so he, like, helps him pick out this name, Taz. And Taz, like, works at the prison Mm -hmm. for the masks. Helene, meanwhile, Helene visits the augers who are, like, like prophecy. You know, they, they, like, can tell the future, kind of. And they tell her that if she survives, she will be great. They don't come out and say it, but she thinks this means that she still has to kill Elias and that it's going to be like her great tribu- like tribulation in life because it's her best friend and she has to kill him to succeed in life. Yeah. After this, she's visited by Cook again who tells her why Elias and Laya are going to cough. And since Cook has given her this information, Helene heals Cook who has this like huge like... Um, scar on her face from the commandant when the commandant like freaked out on her mm-hmm. one time <laughs> a single time and got like a single across the face i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i'm remembering that correctly i don't know i could I'm, i might cut that out because this might be super incorrect <laughs> <laughs> listen we're not right. right about most most things but we are about some exactly that's our <laughs> motto that's, that's our motto in life we're not that's- right about most things but we're right about some. Exactly. Laya and Keenan find shelter in a farmhouse and spend the night together. Meanwhile, Ooh. I know, it's getting a little spicy. Why the is it spicy? <laughs> Meanwhile, the commandant continues purging scholar or continues like killing scholars and getting rid of them. And of course, heading to cough because she can't let anyone else do do their job. She has to micromanage. As 
as True Crime Obsessed <clears throat> says, let the women do the work. Yeah, but she's like taking the work from another woman. Oh. Because it's Helene's job to, to like hunt Elias down. Mm. So it's not very girl boss of her. <laughs> it's very gatekeep, more like. It's exactly. So Elias learns that Darren is not, in fact, dead and is actually in a cell near Elias's own. Mm-hmm. Helene makes it to cough, but fails to strike a deal with the warden for Elias. So that's very annoying. I don't know. And I didn't understand that part. I'm like, could you just let Helene like do her job? Like I'm rooting for both of them, but I'm sure if like Helene and Elias could like, just like sit down and chat, like (laughs) Elias could like get her, get her onto his side. Convince her to change her ways. Exactly. So Keenan has now, Keenan has gained Lia's full trust and Lia wants him to feel like family. And so I don't know if I like this. Yeah, so she gives him her silver armlet. Um, actually, I think it's an amulet. No, it's an... I don't know. It's a... Oh, my God. I should have covered this sooner. <laughs> she... Well, my notes say armlet. So she gives him her silver armlet, and Keenan like, vanishes, and only the Nightbringer is left, which is, like, the evil spooky guy. We don't like him. He's trying to, like... Restore the djinn. He's going to bring death and destruction to this world. We do not stand. Ugh. We find out Keenan has been the Nightbringer all along. And Pretends only to wanted, be shocked. Right. And only was like trying to snuggle up to Laia because he wanted this armlet. And had to find a way for her to give it to him freely. The armlet is made of pure silver and, and is one of thousands of pieces that he has been collecting over countless years. That's rude. I know. With these, like, pieces, he can free the djinn who are trapped in the waiting forest that Elias visits, like, the purgatory that I've been talking about. Mm -hmm. So at this point in the book, I was fuming because I was, like, Elias Lia shipper from the beginning. And, like, Keenan was, like, not bad. Like, he wasn't the worst choice, so if that was, like, who she was going to, like, end up with, I wouldn't have been mad. But, like, he made her trust her. He made her, like, feel like she was, like, a part of the family. Keep and your enemies goes, close, bitch. It, yeah, but she didn't even know he was her enemy. So, how, like, it just made me so mad. <laughs> just men know no bounds. <laughs> men have no no bounds of how to piss off Alicia. Or me. So, Helene finds Elia and helps her with directions. Helene decides to leave Elias to his fate to go warn Marcus of a coup that the Commandant is planning. Helene's, like, priorities have quickly shifted. She is, um... The Commandant is going to declare herself Empress, and Harper says he is no longer a spy for the Commandant, and and that he was tasked from the Commandant to kill Helene, but now he's not because they have, like, grown closer. Because they're homies. You don't kill your they're, homies. No, you don't kill your homies. I mean, when you're, like, on a, a quest with only, like, three other people, you grow to, like, you know... Be friends. You grow to like them. Yeah. So, Helene figures out that the Commandant is is in league with the Nightbringer. And, obviously, 
this is why she's really now set on going to Marcus and telling him about this coup plan. Afia shows up and says she will bring her, she will keep her promise to Elias and help him get Darren out. Using Taz as a messenger and Lia's invisibility, they make a plan of escape that involves setting fire to the prison because now Lia's like inside and finds Elias. Ooh, spicy. Add a little spicy. Fan right. flames. I don't know where that, I don't know. Please ignore me. <laughs> Unfortunately, Elias dies before it happens, which was not expecting that. Oh, we love Mr. when authors kill off the main character. It's quite savage of them. I'm going to be honest. So. All right, George R. R. Martin. Yeah. So he's like, he's killed off. Laya's still like in this prison trying to get Darren out. And obviously that can't happen. He can't die. So he goes to the waiting place and makes a deal that if he can go back and finish what he started, he will return and takes and take Shava's place, who is the soul bringer. And will free her, and then he will be bound to the forest. When he returns, so the Shava agrees and lets him do this. He returns, and they all escape on boats and then hide in that, like, forest Mm -hmm. that I talked about earlier. When Helene returns to warn Marcus, he's pissed because she still does not have Elias, even though she clearly had a chance. Mm -hmm. And... He tells her that um, he knew about this, like, plan and that she just, like, fucked everything up for him and that he had a plan to deal with the Kaminat and now she's totally fucking ruined it. Mm-hmm. Ruined everything! You ruined everything! And the Kaminat uses this... She, the Kaminat uses this against Helene that she has, like, gone and reported him to Marcus against her because the Kaminat knew that Helene would find out about the coup, and that it was fake. She just set her up. That is not very girl boss of her. No, it's very gaslight of her. <laughs> she's really hitting all three. Yeah, she she's taken... It, she's like fucking <clears throat> Thanos with with the, the gauntlet, just making sure she has a gaslight gatekeeping girl boss on her hands. Yeah, that's literally the perfect way to describe her. Thank you. <laughs> Does she also look like she has saggy nuts on her chin? I, that's how I'm picturing her. Okay. But she's yeah. not purple. No, no. She's more of like a chartreuse. <laughs> <laughs> so, since the commandant uses this against her and, like, paints her as a liar, Marcus, for some reason, this makes Marcus have to kill Helene's mom, dad, and sister. Her youngest sister is then... Married to Marcus. Um, that's very rude. Yeah. So Marcus has now killed Helene's entire family because Helene was trying to warn him about the commandant trying to usurp him. But I don't understand why this like makes him have to like he's just a dick. Like he is just like an evil human being. Like most men. Sorry, yeah. I shouldn't say that. Chris Evans, I'm <laughs> looking at you, pal. Like most men in this book, except for a lot. Most men in this book, yes. That's better. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to specify that because I really feel like people think that I'm just a man hater. <laughs> <laughs> My mom gets very upset when I'm just like, ugh, men. <laughs> so 
so yeah, he kills Helene's mom, dad, and her other sister. He, he keeps his younger, the younger sister alive since she has to marry Marcus. They get married, and right before Helene's dad dies, he charges Helene with protecting the Empire before his death. So like, no pressure or anything. Yeah, right. She what just, is this Star Wars? Yeah, seriously. Like, this is some real like fantasy dystopian shit. Which like, this is a fantasy book. But, wow. <laughs> Like, she is taking on the whole world. Quite literally has the weight of the world on her shoulders. Exactly. Later, Cook continues to visit and offers aid in taking down the Commandant to Helene. Helene is tasked with by Marcus to quietly get rid of the Commandant, and Harper reveals that he is Elias' brother through Elias' dad, who was a tribesman, which why is why Elias has these connections. Okay. Marcus, someone sees Marcus, like, talking to himself and is, like, and he seems unable to hurt Helene because of it. So I'm thinking he's, like, possessed by someone who needs Helene for a job or something or, like, cares about Helene. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just, like, that was just, that's just my theory. And at the end of the book, Laia and Elias get all the escaped scholars to the free, like, to, like, a more free area of the country and Laia stays in a cabin near the edge of the forest so she can be near Elias who is bound to it because of his deal Mm -hmm. and Darren finally wakes up after being knocked out during the escape and that is where we leave book two off there's two more books after this it's crazy a lot of death this I think might be my favorite in the series is that a hot take? I don't think so. Either this one or this book three. Am I the no. villain? Am I the I drama? I don't think I'm the... Vi- <laughs> I don't think, think I'm the, the drama. Villain. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this one or maybe book three are, like, my favorite. A lot of shit happens in this book. A lot of shit happens. hmm So, yeah, that's the end. Wow. That was, that was a torch against the night. That really was a torch against the night. Damn. Yeah, Miss Saba to hear like she said foot on the gas for this entire book. <laughs> entire book. She like, said, I first, hope you peed at home because we are not stopping. We are not stopping. Like first Elias gets stabbed and is like dying. Then Izzy dies, which stabbed by that, his own mother. Stabbed by his own mother. The trauma therapy this boy is gonna have to go through. <sighs> Let me tell you, he's got he's got a lot of trauma he's gotta work through. <laughs> But, like, then Helene has to hunt Elias down and is charged with, like, torture, finding him, torturing him, killing him. Then Izzy dies, which made me cry when I read it. Then Helene's whole entire family gets marked. Mm-hmm. And fucking Keenan is the Nightbringer after he was, like, trying to help Laia and, like, get close to her. I can't. It's a lot to process. It is. That was a lot. It's a lot. It's a it's a, it's a. It's a. It's a he- plot-heavy book. Yeah. That's for fucking sure. Well, it was fun to listen to. I'm glad to hear it. And it was a pretty... It was another quick one. These yeah. Books, even though, like, so much happens, she does such a good job of moving the plot along. Like, it never feels like it's dragging. Yeah. So. That's good. Yeah. Well, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram, at Pod. You can find me on... Instagram at Francesca Hope or on Twitter at Fridge Toastics with an X. And where can they find you? You can find me on Goodreads Alicia Reads 13 or on Storygraph 
Just Alicia Reads. And we'll see you for the next one. Bye.